Hey cousins, before we go into this week's episode, I want to put a little disclaimer before. This episode was recorded before the incident with the Galaxy Spin roller coaster where the six-year-old was found uh, ejected from the ride with traumatic injuries. Obviously, if we have recorded this show after that incident, the conversation would have sounded much different. We are hoping for a speedy and full recovery for this child. What's up, cousins? Welcome to the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. For today's episode, we're pulling into the next stop of the Great Cuzzy Road Trip. The Great Cuzzy Road Trip is an informational road trip highlighting every amusement park in America, as well as roadside attractions and places to eat along the way. Today's stop brings us to Orlando, where Coaster Bro and I, along with special guest Drew the Intern, as we continue our hunt for credits, grub, and glory. We're in Orlando. That's neat. What's up, guys? Hey. Uh, hey thanks got... for picking me up. Yeah, you yeah. were just hanging out. Um, which, what is which the, Hooters? the Florida equivalent of Hooters there? It's, it's something else. Well, we've got uh, we have Twin Peaks, we have Hooters, and... Uh... Tilted Kilt. There's We've a knockoff Hooters in, in our. Oh, and Wingstop. Wingstop. Oh, just yeah. no, wing no Wingstop. Wing, wing House. Wing House. Wing House. Wing House. Mm. Picked you up at a Wing House, I believe. Yes. Love <laughs> it. Well, excited to have you, Drew, the intern. You've never been on the show before, so we're excited to have you on. Uh, no, I've been on your coffee with co- or your 21 answers or whatever your. <laughs> the number was 69, Drew. <laughs> that was a while <laughs> ago. Yeah. It was a little while ago. Just say, do you well, still do 69 questions? I do not. <laughs> I, I was the last one. Yeah, it was too much work. We we recorded probably a four-hour episode that... <laughs> was the best. Uh, it was a good time, though. That was, that was a great era, uh, to, to quote Taylor Swift there, I guess. Yeah. But, um, hey, we got it. Today's show, I mean, Orlando, this is like the, the part of whenever we planned this was like, how the fuck are we going to do Orlando? And um, we're here now after like three years of finally traveling to Orlando and how this episode will be structured. We're going to be highlighting Orlando without Universal or Disney. So let's just pretend like it doesn't exist for this episode. And um, we'll be highlighting the, the fun spot attractions, which everybody knows I'm a big fan. And then uh, SeaWorld Orlando, which has been um, popping. I mean... Since we started this whole series, I think they've added two coasters. So, with I mean, the third under construction now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't which, realize when when I looked that they had as many as they did now. It's getting to the point where if you go to Orlando, it's like shit. I had to go to SeaWorld. I just right. I think I have to go and get those credits now. So, um, the the one in Cleveland never had any roller coasters while it existed, but I mean Jug Lake was right across the way. So, gotta sneak in Jug Lake every every episode, don't you? Yep, just a name drop. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Drew, for people that have been living under a rock, who are you? Um, uh, my name is Drew. Uh, I am the In The Loops intern. I have been in that same role for, I guess, the last uh, 10, 12 years now. I'm uh, doing all the interning things for In The Loop. And uh, yeah, I, Orlando local Although I technically live in uh, unincorporated Orange County and not actually in Orlando City proper, um, behind Walt Disney World. That's a good place to live. Yeah. If I could live one place in the world, probably behind Walt Disney World wouldn't be a bad choice. 
You know, I'm going to be honest, it's great, uh, except for during the uh, Christmas parties, because for some reason, those assholes are shooting off fireworks at 11 p.m. during the Christmas <laughs> party. And I know I live near Disney. I know, like, but I think 11 p.m. is an unrealistic time for an entire month your fireworks to be shooting off for. At 1030 is the latest. Like, 1030 seems yeah. like the cutoff. Maybe you should uh, live behind Fun Spot instead, since there's no fireworks there. Well, is there Fun Spot is not in as nice of an area as the Walt Disney World Resort is. <laughs> this is a good point. This is a good point. Um, but hey, let's, let's go ahead and start off the road trip. If you guys know how it goes, we're highlighting every freaking park in America and all, all the attractions and food. So um, let's go ahead and get started with Fun Spot because we got a packed show today. Uh, Jeff, man, you what, what's the history of Fun Spot? Because they're, and I know you Wikipedia it, but there's some there's some good stuff here. I sure did. Uh, actually, before I dive into that, I want to make sure that I don't fudge this up going forward. Uh, it's Kasimi, right? Kasimi. No. Kasimi. Okay. Uh, I'll start off with Orlando. Uh, Fun Spot Orlando, as we know it, began life in 1997, um, but now encompasses land that was formerly a park called Fun in Wheels that had opened in 1979. They specialized in attractions like go-karts, mini-golf, bumper boats, and more. A lot of the what would possibly be traditionally upcharge attractions at other parks. Um, they purchased an additional 10 acres in 2010. That would soon house many new thrill rides, including two roller coasters and the world's second tallest sky coaster. In 2013, they partnered with Gatorland to open a gator spot at the park allowing guests the ability to hold, take photos with, and feed alligators. Now on to Kissimmee. Apologies if I just butchered it again. Uh, Funspot Kissimmee began life when Funspot purchased the site of the world's tallest sky coaster in 2004. They developed nine acres around the sky coaster into a full-blown amusement park, carrying two go-kart tracks, multiple family and thrill rides, as well as an arcade. They added a couple coasters in the coming years as well. Wonderful. So two parks in Orlando. Um, a word of advice to people. If you are Ubering to a fun spot, make sure you pick the right one. Which is the right one? Well, whichever one you're going to. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, my personal favorite of the two, if we're going to, if we're going to, I like the, the Orlando one best. I like the white lightning version. Yeah. I think the Orlando one is the better package, but um, the one one of the two go-kart tracks at the Kissimmee one is way wilder than any of the go-kart tracks in the Orlando location. Ooh, I'm pumped to highlight and see which one that is, Drew, because I know nothing about the go-kart tracks. Uh, there are two in Kissimmee and four in Orlando. Okay. Nice. Well, let's focus on the Orlando Park because it's okay. my favorite. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of go through the rides, the coasters, uh, rides, and other attractions, and then we'll head over to um, how did Jeff say it the first time? Kisimi? I said Kisimi. Kisimi? You, you just said it with the does. Puerto Rican accent. That's all that you did. <laughs> well, I, that's, I do my best, I guess. I, I've got a little. Puerto Rican in me somewhere behind all of the Eastern European uh, countries. 
hanging out and producing way too much body hair. So um, most of your listeners probably just thought I said something incredibly offensive, but like eight, <laughs> I would say 90% of the resident population of Kissimmee is all Puerto Ricans from the San Juan that have moved to mm. the area. So it is very much uh, the Puerto Rican capital of Florida. Mm. Nice. So maybe yeah, you maybe you're saying it authentically. And so like there's a ton of like Puerto Rican and other Hispanic restaurants in that area and whatnot. I know we're gonna talk about that later, but just Drew's just ready to fucking talk about this. Let's let's get let's hop into it. Uh, <laughs> I just get excited, man. I'm pumped too. Fun spot. I don't get to talk about fun spot every day, so this is a good time. Um, so I'll talk about fun spot Orlando, the coasters, um, highlighting all of these 2013 editions, which I don't think you're going to see another park in America where that's really the case. Um, especially it's been around for a little bit, but Hey, 2013, we saw freedom flyer, which is the 2013 vacant Vacoma suspended family coaster. Um, one of the few Vacoma suspended coasters that I ride every time I visit a park. Um, it's yellow. It's got this weird mascot. It looks like a knockoff Superman. And um, hey, the, the the helix at the end is pretty cool. And it's fun to just be drunk and yell at people on the on the midway. From and the it was the first ever VR roller coaster. That's a good point. And it was actually pretty good. Decent. It was the only good one. <laughs> yeah, it was the only good one because um, it's not too intense to like make you nauseated. Mm. Uh, yeah, was that IAPA they had that on display? Yeah, and then it just stuck it. around for two years. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty decent. Uh, Jeff, I know you've never done a VR coaster, but um, if I would have ever picked one for you, it would have been this one. I've had the option. I've just always opted out. Uh, but yeah, what what is like the, I guess, like what's going on with the VR? Well, it's not on there. Not on there anymore, right, Drew? Yeah, no, it mm-hmm. was only the back two cars. Um, and they had like the original ones where it was like the phone in the headset, VR headsets. Um, mm-hmm. I know VR is way more advanced than that now. Uh, and so you, it was like the Samsung phone in there and you had like a knockoff Transformers robot that you were fighting and you had a little button on the side of your That's headset right. and you had triggers that you were shooting him and it didn't, there was no score or anything and it didn't matter if you actually shot him or not, but it was way more fun to do so. And then at the end you won the fight and the ride ended. You crashed That's through a building awesome. at one point. Like, I was going to say, I don't remember hearing any of the others being like interactive like that. I actually think they all were. I, I, like, I, I guess I just don't remember that part, but because I don't remember any any when we went to Magic Mountain, I don't remember anybody talking about that after Revolution. I want to say Acrophobia definitely had it, um, the Drop Tower mm-hmm. VR, which was that's such a work when I wrote it. Yeah, it was, it was a weird thing because it was like it took the the scary part away from the ride with your eyes closed. Yeah, so it didn't mm-hmm. really feel like anything. Well, when I wrote it, uh, my character got decapitated because we never left the ground, but the ride vehicle started spinning. So, like, the head of my character left his body, and then we just kind of – I could see just the head moving around here because the body part in the animation was from going up, and the head part was from when we rotated, but we weren't go- – but for some reason, my headset didn't realize we left the ground. And then once my head lined back up, we dropped, and I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense that that's when we're dropping. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's not exactly the experience they were going for, I'm sure. Um, but hey, fun spot—they got it figured out. No decapitations yeah. or anything. It was just a good time. 
the next addition to talk about is the most important sea serpent, the Myler family coaster from, uh, I didn't know it was originally from Playland's Castaway Cove. Yeah. Um, I, I have a buddy who did learn that after we went and wrote it and then he went to go county. He goes, Oh, I've already been on this. I, I rode this coaster <laughs> in New Jersey. <laughs> Damn. It's like, I just, was he doing paper ride? Cause that would suck a little extra. If he, <laughs> you paper ride it, you didn't need to. I, I forget. I mean, I wrote it. It's 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 a family coaster. It's one of those python know. pits. Yeah, it's good, good 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 python pit. Uh, and then my personal favorite, which I haven't ridden in years, and I'm realizing it might be getting a little rough. Uh, White Lightning, the GCI roller coaster, at one point was easily the best wooden roller coaster in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, it still is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um. I really like this ride a lot. Six, six uh, months ago it wasn't, but it sure as hell is now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, a whole other story. I can't wait to hear you talk about uh, Mind Blower when we go to Kissimmee. But um, yeah, White Lightning is... I like it because it's just super re-rideable. There's nobody ever in line. You just keep riding it. You keep riding it. It's not super intense. I do like the double up, double down. There's a 90-degree turn for no reason. I think you shuffle through now at this point. But um, it's... Good little pots of air, and I, I do enjoy. Um, I think I ride White Lightning just about every time I go to Orlando. Yeah, um, it's 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 nice. I think it's got a nice lighting package with the LED strip going around it, changing colors. Um, it's a good time, and also unlike uh, Kissimmee, the operators of White Lightning let you stay up there and re-ride if you want to, if there's nobody in line. That's awesome. Which is super nice, and uh, not iRocky, which is um, even better, even though they are an iRock park now, I believe. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the other rides at this park. Um, my personal favorite, especially when it wasn't this Ferris wheel, but the old Ferris wheel, um, you used to be able to just take a beer on the Ferris wheel and just chill and just hang out on the Ferris wheel as long as you wanted to. Um, I miss that a lot, but the Ferris wheel there is still good. You get good views of Universal. Um, what else do you see from there? You can see iDrive. Yeah, you can see iDrive. You can see Icon Park. Uh, you'll definitely be able to see Epic Universe. Mm. That's a good little spot. Yeah. Budget-friendly Ferris wheel of uh, Orlando, I'll say. <laughs> uh, they also have Hot Seat, which is an SNS swing that's pretty decent. Um, they have the second tallest sky coaster in the world. Yeah, it's advertised uh, as the world's largest because it has <laughs> the largest width on its arch. <laughs> the, the dueling sky coaster that cannot duel. Um, yeah. That's, that's my favorite thing about it, actually. Um, I have probably that, ridden that sky coaster with you more than any other sky coaster with any other individual. That's pretty fair. Yeah, because I think I've probably ridden that one now with you three times. Potentially, I mean, at least twice. It's just, yeah, we just end up riding it every time we go, and it's a good time. Um, it's been a very long time since I've done one. I can't remember if I the the ripcord it. Uh, Worlds of Fun was the the last ride I worked at before leaving, and I'm pretty sure it was while I was working there that I wrote it. You're due. You're due. I just rode a, a sky coaster the other day at Indiana Beach. You know, I've always wanted to do that one, and was super jealous. Yeah, <clears throat> it's only 15 bucks for a single flyer there. That's just all. I mean, that's why I end up doing that's... the Fun Spot one a lot because it's only 10 dollars to add on to your wristband. Yeah. So I end up doing that one a lot because I'm like, what's 10 bucks for a sky coaster? They're normally like 40. And it's one of the best ones. So. Mm-hmm. 
Is that do just like a? I I don't know how Six Flags price is theirs, but I was gonna say, is that is that like a thing where the the chain parks have a tendency to raise the price a lot more than the independents? Michigan's Adventure was forty bucks. The next day I went to Indiana Beach and it was fifteen. Yeah, for a single. Yeah. Yeah, I I got blown up on TikTok because I didn't ride the Sky Coaster at at uh, Michigan's Adventure. And the locals were pissed at me. I'm like. You give me forty dollars. Pay for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's more than I paid for admission, so <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is a great one. You get a. Um, I mean, it's technically over a little bit of water. You're zooming over the roller coasters. I, I think it's a really, uh, a really fun one. One of my favorites can, for sure. Yeah, you pull up in the direction of Universal too. Oh yeah, you do. Well thought out. And then they have go karts. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, I actually talked to the marketing people back when it was under construction because the first thing that went up was the arch for the sky coaster and it is perfectly placed there so when you pull out from universal's property onto kirkman that's the first thing you see and that's why it is in the exact spot it is so you see it from pulling off of universal's parking lot there's the big arch so when you leave early you're like i gotta go try that i feel brave from all these universal rides yeah so that that's literally why it is there and faces universal I also believe, because um, they only run one side of the dueling element of that ride, um, I don't know if it was by accident or on purpose that they don't run the second side, but I'd heard a rumor, I don't know if it was actually true, that uh, when they installed it, they couldn't run the second side because of a clearance thing. But um, uh, I was told it was damaged in shipping. The, ah, side, okay. the back tower was damaged in shipping, and they didn't want to fix it. Yeah, there's no reason to. They don't need to duel. Yeah. Not really I, popular. The only time it's popular is during uh, IAPA week. Yeah, <laughs> all the all the sky coasters people come down and um, is it is it like free too with the, the IAPA pass usually? No, I think it discounted. I, I yeah, I think it again. It's like ten bucks a person. Ah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. So the other sky coaster tower isn't even there. The back spike, there's only one. There's not the double spike. Like it's not the V. It's just the single spike because I believe the other tower was damaged in construction or in shipping. Well, that's no good. Yeah. Probably got a discount on that. <laughs> uh, they also have go-karts there, Drew. Do you have any that you like to highlight there that um, you ride when you go? Uh, a yellow one, that's the Helix track, uh, is my favorite. There's my best track, but I no favorite track. But the Commander, the green one, is my best track. I like those two much better than the other ones. Uh, the blue track has about half the amount of cars on it than the other one, so its line is deceptive because it has half capacity of the other one. And then the red track yeah. is the flat track, so it's really, as far as go-karts go, probably the least fun because if you're going to do a flat track go-kart, you might as well go to like a K1 speed where you're still going, you're kicking it, not... um Yeah. Yeah. Just boarding on the ground and not doing much. Yeah, so green and yellow, that that's that's the way to go. Blue's third place. You heard it here. Go-kart expert, Drew the intern, filling us in, which I would consider you an expert. I was going to say, you said that, and I was like, oh, that, he's not wrong. You kind of are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you know uh, a lot about high roast courses, and um, I have a weird amount of knowledge of zip lines. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, anyway, th those are the main attractions. Um, you also do have... And Jeff, you mentioned it in the history. They still have Gator Spot there, Drew? They do. It's um, Gator Spot has a new rule. No beer? No beer. 
Somebody threw beer at a fucking gator, didn't they? I don't know, but you now check your beer at the window when you go in, and you <laughs> they is. hold your beer inside. That's pretty funny. Every one of the gators is an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stinks, but uh, every time I go, I do like to swing through if it's included with my uh, wristband. It is included with your wristband. There you go. Then I'm swinging through. I want to see the albino gator. Yeah, I really like it. I mean, you got three pools of gators. Um, Legend and I have had crazy good luck going in there where randomly a former team member of mine was the the gator keeper that day. And so we got to go in and like feed them and throw chunks of chicken and hold animals and stuff. Just, Oh, you want to do this? Here you go. And so we've had some crazy good times inside of a gator spot. It's good to know people in Orlando. Oh, absolutely. It is the one city where it is way better to be connected. Yeah. I've lost a lot of my Orlando connections and it kind of makes me sad, but um, I used to get a lot of hookups there. (laughs) uh all right let's highlight the rides at at kissimmee and then um oh where did i put oh foods at both parks okay yeah you want to take i drive there we take an i4 um which one's better which would you rather take uh i4 is more direct um i drive you get to pass other touristy things okay well shit let's take i5 then we're here we're not in a hurry Take an I-5. Take an I-Drive. I-Drive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why I was like, wait a second. I thought it was just another It's called I- International Drive. It's like the parkway of Pigeon Forge. It's mm-hmm. where like the main tourist corridor of all like the, the side attractions are all on that. Ah, okay. I gotcha. Well, we took it. And now we're at Kissimmee. Hello, Kissimmee. Hello, Kissimmee. All right. So the coasters of Kissimmee. I'll go ahead and highlight those. 2011, you have the Galaxy Spin. It's a, a Zamperla spinning wild mouse. Um, my favorite thing about this ride is it used to be called the Rockstar Coaster. And, um, ro- yeah, Rockstar, that's the drink, right? Yeah. Uh, sponsored by an energy drink. And that was my favorite era of this of this Galaxy. But It opened that way, right? It opened as Rockstar? I think so. Yeah, and then they just one day took the tarps down, and it was no longer <laughs> called Rockstar. They're not paying us anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember this is the only spinning coaster that I rode that I didn't spin one time, and it was amazing. Uh, this is the only spinning coaster I have ever ridden where I've convinced the operator to press the magic pedal where you free spin the entire ride. <laughs> we have very different experiences. <laughs> yes. Uh, 2010? No, 2011. They had an industry night where it was... $10 all you can ride and dollar beers. Oh shit. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. They should do that more often. Uh, no, they shouldn't. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> this is the only time I have ever been kicked off the go-karts for aggressive driving. Drew. I had the double X. So you get an, if you get in trouble on the go-karts, you get an X then you get in trouble. The second time it, it, it's, you get two X's. And then they recommend you not to ride the go-karts anymore after that, because if you get in trouble a third time, then they cut your wristband off and then you're done. So I got the double X on go-karts. That's rough. Do they use one of the gators to cut the wristbands? Hmm. No. That'd be cool though. That would. Hopefully they're listening. The gators or the people? Uh, Fun spot in general. Oh. Yeah. 
hey, in 2019, there is another new addition here called the Hurricane. Fun fact about this ride, I have not ridden it at Fun Spot, but I have ridden it at every other location it's ever been. Which is Celebration City and Wild Adventures. I feel yes, pretty I, confident not many people can say that. No, I mean, I've ridden at Wild Adventures, but not Celebration City. So it was like the perfect thing, but the ride was within three or four hours of me and the two places I've lived while I lived there. So um, it's okay. Yeah, this, it's um, it's just a, a, a grown-up Miler ride. Um, it looks like it was made from connects, but like the box was missing pieces. Yeah, uh, especially like the, the the top of it, like um, at the very top, there's like very little structure. It feels like. Um, at that first turnaround off the lift, I remember. Yeah. Kind of freaks me out. It, it, it's fine. It, if you have a train full of adults, like when I rode it in Georgia, it has some of the craziest airtime you'll find on any roller coaster ever. But most <laughs> of the time, because it's in the back of the park, there's nobody in line for it. And the operator is rotating between that, the carousel, and a couple of other rides back there. So you're normally riding it by yourself, and it doesn't really have any airtime. Damn, which is going to be the regular. Yeah, there's, it's very rare you'll ride that with anybody. Hey, in 2000, 2012, there was a Myler Coaster, too. Um, also, it doesn't give much airtime. It's called the Kitty Coaster. Yes. Is it the exact same ride as the one in Orlando? It is. There you go. They're both Python pits. <laughs> there we go. Excellent. Both Python pits. And then uh, 2017, the most interesting edition... Um, some love it, some hate it. Some used to love it, some hate it now. It is the Mind Blower by Gravity Group. Yeah. Go ahead and take it away, Drew. I know you got stuff to say about this ride. Oh, man. So I, I've been a big Mind Blower fan from day one. Like, yeah. wrote it, loved it opening night. Uh, man, opening night was wild on that ride. It had like a 40-minute wait at one point. I waited in line for 40 minutes for a roller coaster at Fun Spot. The only other time I have done that is the day Fun Spot reopened from COVID when you could ride coasters at Fun Spot and nowhere else in the entire in country. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, it rode it, had a great time there. The next morning, they were welding stuff, but yet they were still running the ride. Um, and then it That's went down funny. for refurb a while, but... It's wild. It is a wild ride. Um, I think if it was any longer, I would hate it because at that point it would become really aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. But it 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 it's sort of like the insanity of Voyage, but of an appropriate length roller coaster where then it ends, and and you're like, okay, I'm good. Like that was enough intensity, and now we're good. We're done here. Um, we don't continue on for another two and a half minutes through the woods. <laughs> So I thought it was perfect. It's like one of my favorite roller coasters ever. Insane airtime, insane laterals. The zero G roll is one of the best elements on a wooden roller coaster ever. And if you yeah. sit on the left side, you come out of the zero G roll and the, the, the handrails for the wood coaster, like the support rails for that were like maintenance guys are walking and they have those disappear through the roll. But then you come back from the roll and the rail just appears out of nowhere. And it's, I swear to God, it looks like it's, going to just penetrate into your face and then the train banks around it out of nowhere so you have this crazy face chopper coming around out of the uh the zero g roll uh, awesome airtime uh, just 
the ride was amazing. And then RMC touched it. Yeah, they they added what this uh, new track. Is this the first coaster they tested it on? No, it, it was originally at Silverwood. Okay, fair enough. Okay. But but to be fair, like Silverwood's also one down the street, and two has wooden roller coasters that they know how to actually maintain. Right. Um. So yeah, and I mean, God, this ride. I rode it, and I genuinely can still feel in my back here now, probably two months later, Ooh. that I that how painful it was after it had its retrack. Like, I, I, did you see the pictures of the huge gap, the huge gap where like the support for the steel section ended and the support for the wood track started. And as the train was going through it, it was just warping down and oh. down and be creating like these potholes. Oh, I did see that. It was pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's the pothole that fucked you up. Oh man. And what's crazy is I went, tried to go ride it the day before and mm-hmm. there's literally I have a picture of the ride closed sign and a picture of a maintenance guy standing over the exact spot where the next day, like completely fucked me up. Oh yeah. That's not good. No. Oh, so I just, it, it's, it's probably the worst roller coaster in the world <laughs> that I have been on. Like <laughs> that's crazy. It was your favorite. It was like you, you, you like, fought for that ride for a long time i would have called that a top five uh, florida roller coaster yeah and now i will say that is like my 667th favorite roller coaster yeah um i never ranked it very highly um but I. But do you also don't like most fun wooden roller coasters most aggressive i would say most aggressive wooden roller coasters so it's not my style but I definitely won't be rewriting it now that I know it fucks up your back. <laughs> no, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. But um, other really cool things that uh, Fun Spot Kissimmee has, it's not open very often, but across the 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 midway there for Mindblower is this bar that, um, uh, do you know what bar I'm talking about? How it's now like they redid the theming on it and has special effects now and stuff. What? No, I don't yeah. know what you're talking so about. So they have this mind blower themed bar that's across the midway from mind blower that uh-huh. has like trigger effects where you like can push in like TNT things and like things explode behind the bar and stuff like that. It's, <laughs> it's never open, but if you see it opening, go get there, go get a drink there because like you can like do like cool explosions and change the lights in there. And it's, it's this really interactive weird thing that is just never open at fun spot, but it's awesome when it is. <laughs> Dang. I need to check that out. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I, but it, it's never open. Well, it sounds like a good attraction. we got to highlight some other ones too. Yeah. Uh, sky coaster. Okay. That, so it's the, it's the tallest sky coaster. Yeah, and this also has the one where you can do the the sky sled there. The sled. <laughs> where you can just like sit in a chair and do the <laughs> Have you ever done the the sky sled? I did. So Hyde and Legend did a fantasy football punishment that they were going to have to do that whoever lost the the certain match. And I was like, "Well, I just want to do it. So can I just go with the loser and I you the loser has to ride with me, so it's like a double punishment?" There you go. And so I just got to do it on In the Loops Dime uh, with Hyde, who lost. <laughs> and now the, the sled, is it, uh, how is the sled? The scariest part is the operators had to call on the radio to get someone else over there that knew how to hook it up because um, oh. 
no one had done it in like the two weeks since they announced it and no one remembered how to hook it up. <laughs> That's not good. Oh. Yeah. That would kind of freak me out a little bit. Yeah. Like, but oh, no, it was fine. It was fine. I think the sitting upright in the chair makes the height seem irrelevant because you're just kind of like going in like an elevator versus when you're in the ripcord formation and you're on your back being lifted up. Yeah. You, you can see how far away the ground is from there. Um, as we're going through this, uh, my wife just brought me like blueberry pancakes. I'm going to be eating during the podcast, oh. uh, but I got to keep highlighting here, but don't, don't choke Thanks. on that. Don't choke. Um, <laughs> one thing that I think is really cool from fun spot Kissimmee about the sky coaster is in its sky coaster, uh, booth there. You can also get an armband there. So if you ever show up at the park and the ticket booth is really long line, you can go to the Sky Coaster one, and that is also always open, and you can get your wristband scanned scanned there, um, which I think is a or a solid move. Also, they sell beer in there, and um, you had to have a beer to do that Sky Coaster. Yeah. The other thing that's really cool is they got a picture from the Sky Coaster when it first opened. Yeah. And like you mentioned, they bought the world's tallest Sky Coaster, so it used to be over a golf course. And really? so they have a picture of you them flying over a golf course. Like it did it relocate from a golf course? No, it they just bought this land and it was it was a golf course below them. I gotcha. Well, it is uh the scariest fucking thing I've ever written. You think so? I Yeah, I, I was a little fucked up the first time I wrote it. Uh, so I want to say the scariest thing I have ever done are the either the SNS swing at Glenwood Caverns, yeah, um, or the Wild Mouse at Lakeside Amusement Park, <laughs> where the operator's just like texting and operating your, your yeah your and break. <laughs> those janky classic old Wild Mouses. That those I would say those two are the scariest rides I've ever done. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, but I think honestly, if you go to Fun Spot, you got to ride one of the two Sky Coasters. It's almost like it's kind of what started them almost, you know. No, yeah, you gotta quite. go. I I think it's more than a credit run. I think you gotta do a go kart track, and you gotta do the sky coaster, and you gotta get the refillable beer cup. You have to. Yeah. It's a great evening. Uh, every every trip to Orlando I've ever had has included a fun spot at some point in that trip. Still never been. I need to make it happen. And yeah, it's free, free entry, so you can participate without riding anything too. If like, yeah, like you know people watch yeah also solid uh deal to for fun spot um while we're pitching it so my son's four and has a fun spot pass and there's some rides that he needs to be accompanied by an adult with and there's Mm -hmm. some rides he can ride by himself uh because he's the pass holder he gets a chaperone wristband that like my mom can wear so then she can ride the rides with him without having to also have her buy tickets for the same rides that he needs a chaperone for. That's cool. That's very smart by fun spot. Yeah. Um, granted like, uh, wife and I, we both just have fun spot passes. So most of the time it doesn't affect it, but if we bring an extra person that wants to ride rides with Matt, they can with the chaperone wristband. Shout out to fun oh. spot for the chaperone. Yeah. I appreciate that fun spot. Hey, they got go-karts here too. And um, I need the go-kart expert to fill us in. What's the best? Co- I mean, you said this is the best. Um, yeah. So the yellow one here, I believe it's called the Vortex. 
and it is a spiral up and then you go down the steepest drop I've ever done on a go-kart track into a Daytona banked uh, curved turn. <laughs> like it is That's absolutely cool. insane. And the go-karts are definitely doing th- directions that they should not be doing. Um, and it is wild. I didn't know and there it, was a huge drop on that. Yeah. Gosh, that so the yellow one, you spiral all the way up, go down all the way down, and then you get this curved turn. It's like kind of like Intimidator 305 if it had Zambezi Zinger's <laughs> Lift Hill. <laughs> oh, God. This sounds um, terrifying and fun at the same time. Yeah, so uh, one night I was there because I – you joke, but like Fun Spot probably is my home park in in the Central Florida area. I go to Fun Spot way more than I go to the, any of the other parks because Which is my average weird time in Orlando, right? Like what? that's kind of a, that's kind of a weird thing. Orlando's wouldn't admit that. Orlandoans wouldn't admit that, would they? No, I'm the only Fun Spot uh, person. The only person who claims Fun Spot is my home park. But yeah. um, yeah, but my average time I like to be in a park is probably about an hour and a half. I'm with you. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I've walked, I've done my lap. I've ridden the the two to three things I want to do. And if in that hour and a half, I can't ride two to three things, it's already too busy. And I want to get the fuck out of there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to do a ton. I, on a, on a repeat visit, I do not need to spend open to close, ride everything again. Um, and so, yeah, so I just ride a couple of things. And so one night Dan and I were there. Uh, from uh, Midway Mayhem, and he spins me out on that at the bottom of the drop, and my cart stalls. So I am now stuck at the bottom of this big drop. Oh no! And this oh. big ass motherfucker, <laughs> some other guest, comes flying down the drop, full speed, and just absolutely t-bones me oh. <laughs> from the bottom of the car. Um. His car go kart ends up underneath my go kart, and I'm like on his tire. Like it was, <laughs> it was easily the worst go kart accident I have ever personally been in, and I've been in some insane accidents. Uh, and sure enough, the 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 staff cleared us out really quickly. And we both continued racing, but man, that sucked. <laughs> that seems like it could have been a lot worse. It uh, could have been. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. um, honestly, Fun Spot runs shallower go karts, which um. As much as they say no bumping, the shallower carts are the one cart where you can bump into anybody and it does really minimal damage to everything. Um, and that's why Fun Spots and a lot of FECs use these shallower carts that haven't really evolved in 30 years. Mm-hmm. So they look like the standard, what the Family Entertainment Center go-kart should look like. Yeah. But that's because their safety record is amazing. They don't jump up and down. They don't bounce. And they are absolutely solid safe go-karts that are designed for that kind of impact i-305 hills yes <laughs> i mean it survived that so uh i do trust what you said there yeah <laughs> as the uh, go-kart expert there that's right hey we've got to we've got to rank our top five um at both of the fun spots so combining the fun spots here what are the top five coasters at fun spot and we can, we'll start with five and go back go down to one do you have your list in your head there drew he's thinking it out yes all right i can say that i instantly regret mine after hearing them talked about <laughs> but i'm the only one of us that's never been hey, so. that'll be fun i can't wait to see uh that mind blows your number one so let's start at number five uh, mind uh, blower, <laughs> we had recorded this 
two months ago, Mindblower would have been my number one. Not mine. Uh, at, at number five, we're going uh, Kid Coaster at Fun Spot Kissimmee. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, for me, I'm putting the Galaxy Spin as, as my number five. All right. It, it didn't spin on me. Oh, that's true. I um, I went uh, Hurricane just because I just looking at it makes me anxious. Uh, a little scared. It's ready to like it's ready to. It looks like it's held together by toothpicks. What's your number four, Jeff? We'll snake draft it. Yeah, it's a uh, Galaxy Spin. Mine's unusual for me to have a wild mouse so high, but yeah. I, I don't mind the spinning ones. No. That's weird. That is weird. Um, anyway, my, my number four is your number five and is Hurricane. Uh, I'm going with number four on Hurricane also. All right. Hey, we're doing all right here. Everybody's kind of agreeing a little bit, sort of. All right. What's your number three snake draft, Drew? Uh, I'm going with um, uh, Galaxy Spin here, number three. Holy shit. I thought that was just not on your list. Oh, I think I know it's not on your list anymore, and it's making me laugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 Go to a good spot. <laughs> uh, my number three is Mind Blower. Um, I, at the time when it was good, I didn't think it was great. But, uh, you know, it's still better than your traveling coasters. So um, yeah. I'll put it through. Uh, mine will be Freedom Flyer. Oh, shit. What's your number two? Uh, White Lightning. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you're going to look like an idiot for sure. Yeah, My number fine. two is Freedom Flyer. <laughs> My number two is also White Lightning. Holy shit. Your number one is Freedom Flyer? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Freedom Flyer your number one? Because White Lightning, I think, is boring. Uh, as far as roller coasters go, uh, Freedom Flyer definitely has the more G forces, and that final helix before the station is actually like pretty kicking. Um, mm, plus, it it's got the lower height requirement. So, for uh, my current demographic that goes to theme parks, uh, my kid can't ride White Lightning, but can ride Fle- Freedom Flyer. Um, apparently, if you're just like a two-year-old you can ride did you see that video of uh well that's because the height requirement used to be 36 inches on that ride (laughs) (laughs) so my son also at two could have ridden freedom flyer (laughs) it's actually funny so that's that's a ride that he could have ridden earlier that's height requirement has changed uh scorpion at bush gardens that height requirement has now also changed where he no longer is tall enough to ride it wow yeah he was tall enough could have gotten the credit didn't and now the height requirement is higher (laughs) oh that's, that's, that's unfortunate yeah it's weird having to care about height requirements that's something you didn't do as an adult but now we keep having these damn parks that announce height requirements for rides to say just kidding we actually didn't do our research and made no tests when we made this it was an arbitrary number and uh we were wrong sorry you bought an annual pass world's fun <laughs> anyway uh, my number one is is White Lightning. I love a boring wooden roller coaster, and this is boring enough. Uh, I think it has <laughs> enough enough going on for it. I like the double up, double down, the turnaround, and I like the airtime pops on the way back. Um, and uh, just a lot of good memories riding with um, a lot of fun people um, in Orlando and just being, you know, having a few too many and, and taking laps on White Lightning is a great memory of mine. Jeff, what's yours? The... <laughs> the way Drew described it, 
was kind of how I felt about it. And it was that meme, the they had us in the first half, not going to lie. And then he started <laughs> talking about how it got worse. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> three months ago, Mindblower was top three roller coaster, top five roller coaster in the Central Florida area. Like, absolutely loved it. This RMC retrack has ruined the whole thing. But the only thing I can hope for is that they're going to actually do the whole thing. I My theory is that they want to retrack more to have it so you don't have these weird, crazy tradition transitions where there's gap parts here. But my guess is they also went, oh, it's summer. I don't want yeah. a ride that's $10 a ride to be closed during the summer when we need the capacity versus mid-August, we can close it all the way up till Thanksgiving. No one's going to notice and we can bang out more retracking. I think you're onto something there. And because nobody goes to Fun Spot enough to notice, I bet you if you go there now, you'll probably see more of the track proving my theory. But I don't know because I haven't been there since they ruined it. <laughs> hey, Jeff, before you uh, learned that you'd have back problems after riding this, what did you think was appealing about the ride? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it just it looked like a proper intensity for the coaster i'm kind of in in coaster bros camp where i don't want it to be like extremely aggressive anymore with with age i'm kind of feeling more of the uh negative effects i never thought i would but uh it, you know it, it looks like a good ride and kind of as drew mentioned not too long uh shout out perry for his thoughts on voyage not being too long which flies yeah. against us but you know it <laughs> just looks like a you're wrong, Perry. Sorry. I still love you, though. Uh, Me too. I don't know. It just it looked like a, a good, fun ride. You'd, you'd get off with a smile on your face. You did. Um, and I have so many great memories of Mindblower. Uh, one time I was there, and I was one of two people, and we're the only two people in the park. <laughs> um, and they asked if we were going to stay here the whole night, because it was like 10.30. And I said, we're going to go between here and the beer cart over in the arcade. And uh, they were like, oh, in that case, they sent the food and beverage person to the bar that was across the street from Mindblower <laughs> and just kept everything open for the next hour and a half just for us to go from the bar to the ride to the bar to the ride to the bar to the ride. That's awesome. <laughs> that is a good memory. That would put it, uh, you know. At the bottom of my list as well, Drew. Yeah, and because we were the only ones there, we didn't have to go around. Well, we they let us. We had to get off, and then we had to like stand on the unload platform. And uh, if, as long as we stood on the unload platform and drank some beer for a little bit, they didn't make us go around. <laughs> That's how uh, a coaster should be run when there's two people in the park, though. Yeah. So shout out to Fun Spot, um, IROC. Don't ruin that. That's let that stuff happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got to highlight the uh, wonderful cuisine of of Fun Spot, which I don't know if I've ever eaten at. Well, um, it's now interesting. I don't know if you've uh, been recently enough. No. But um, they now have like Sabaro pizza, and there's a Sabaro inside of the diner in uh, in Orlando. Ah, shit. That's good. Jeff, you know anything about Sabaro? Uh, I have not seen one in a while because they used to be in all the malls here. 
and then they just kind of vanished. They're still like travel centers on like the East Coast. I don't like. Though. I don't mind them. I it was solid pizza if I was hungry and craving pizza, and it was the only thing around. But I also recognize that it's not like quality either. Yeah. But for fun spot, not bad. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, arcade restaurant in Orlando is now a taco restaurant. Oh. Well, shit. Yeah, they have like graphics up, and it's like a little more decor theme to that. The tacos any good? I. Never. I've only stopped there for beer. Yeah, that's fair. Well, uh, I highlighted a few from each part, just three, three for each instead of my normal five. All right, that's uh, fair. For for Orlando first, I'm I'm giving a shout for the Clucky Chicken Coop. Uh, they've got chicken tenders, sliders, sandwiches, and wings with multiple sauce options and sides. Uh, Drew, have you ever eaten there? Uh, I have not. Um, I have not. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I. I usually eat at the you. Del Taco right down the yeah. street before I And go. now there's also a Del Taco on 192 <laughs> nearish to the uh, Fun Spot Kissimmee location. So it is also the go-to move is Del Taco. It's the only time I ever eat Del Taco, honestly. <laughs> oh, well, like, I work on iDrive, so I have Del Taco all the time. Yeah, I just I don't have access to a Del Taco at all. Yeah. I was going to say, we used to have them. There used to be one in Blue Springs, I think. Unless I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, no Del Taco. Well, sorry, man. Anyway, uh, next on the list, we've got Spud's. Go Taco! <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, Spud's. I'm a sucker for uh, uh, Stan selling loaded fries. Nothing goes together like potato, bacon, and cheese. Nice load. Do you know what I'm learning? That what? all of the food stands that are always closed at Fun Spot have names. <laughs> <laughs> Just always called it the um, one by the paratrooper and yeah, yeah. And I, none of them, none of them are ever open. The they're, closed. <laughs> they're they're never open. It's usually just that food court underneath, like the sky coaster. Yeah. Is it like is it like a post COVID thing or is it like just no? It's a, it's an attendance level. So like oh, I'm okay. sure that's like a attendance level twenty where if rides have lines, then they open food stands. Mm. <laughs> well, that is good information to have ahead of time. That's why you just get Del Taco because it's open. Yeah, yeah. Is it good? It's I don't open. Wanna, I don't want to ruin <laughs> your uh, your your spot here, but Del Taco is worth it. No, out. it's it's all good. The only uh, the last one is the the dessert option. They had Dole Whip at the park, so you got to get Dole Whip. Oh yeah, they do have Dole Whip, don't they? Yeah, it's in the former Honolulu hot dog stand. They used to have a Honolulu hot dog. They did, and it was also never open. But um, they had a Honolulu hot dog stand. They just get everything cool for my Napa for a little bit. Yeah. So what they do is they buy things off the showroom floor. So like if somebody's selling a funnel skate, funnel funnel cake trailer off the showroom floor, they're like, oh, we'll pick that up. And rather than you having to ship it back home, but we're gonna take off shipping from your price point since it's we're saving you money here. Yeah. And it's used. That's a very smart of you, Fun Spot. Yeah, FunSpot actually has amazing business practices. The fact that they don't take on debt for anything, like every edition they've ever paid for, they pay yeah. in cash. I've heard they have they really good that. money from um, some insiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, good for you, Fun Spot. Yeah. Uh, any other food, Jeff? Do we highlight all the clothes stands that are there? Uh, at, or, at Orlando. Uh, for okay. The other location we've got iHeart Pizza, who uh, sling pizza, garlic bread, beer, and more. Uh, we've got BB Grinders Burgers. They've got burgers, uh, multiple chicken options, uh, chili cheese dogs, nachos, and some sides. And then I think the uh, what you were talking about earlier might be the Dynamite Shack Saloon. Yes, that is it. <laughs> nice. And uh, in addition to their bar, they've got turkey legs, pulled pork sandwiches, and elote. Which if you uh, don't know what elote is, it's the Mexican street corn covered in mayo and cheese and seasonings. So, sounds sounds yeah. delicious. That rounds there... out our fun spot food. I mean, uh, fun spot years. Kissimmee also has a Four Rivers trailer. Um, it might nope, Ooh. never mind. That might be in Orlando uh, now. But they have a Four Rivers stand that is also never open. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. Now at at um Old Town there because it's right next to Old Town. Are there any Drew? Do you know of any good restaurants there? I I just forgot there's like an entertainment district kind of there. Um, well, I would recommend not drinking at any of the establishments there as, uh, my wife was, uh, roofied at one of the bars in old town. Oh, (laughs) um, yeah, they, uh, so that, that's a thing. Um, so drink your beers inside of the saloon in fun spot probably. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened to Mrs. Intern. Uh, Uh, That happened before Mrs. Intern, uh, and, uh, Mr. Intern knew each other, but that's still like. She like informed. She was like, "Ah, oh, I, I." And like, luckily, she was with friends, so nothing more of it happened. But it was yeah. at least uh, something to be wary of at the Old Town Bar District. However, they have a Flippers Pizza there, which I think is a great Orlando local chain. And then they also have an A and W root beer, um, which also a chain restaurant. But you don't see a ton of them around. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so I think that's cool. So those are both at Old Town. And root beer on tap is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. Are our A&Ws still open? It's one I, in I, I can think of at least a couple. See, that's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of one right over by Independence Center, but like across the highway, and then one in Northtown, I want to say. Didn't know at least Summit had one, though. I don't know, man. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Any chain ever has a location in the Central Florida area, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, we just got a brand new Chevy's. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that they were still a thing. We got a new one. They, they came and went here. <laughs> yeah, uh, our, the Chevy's nearest us has been out of business for 15 years. So we had one at Crossroads, but which was the big uh, shopping plaza across the street from the downtown Disney entrance to Disney World. But that's now closed because they are redoing I-4 to make it less of a shit show. And so we're getting a big brand new exit ramp there. Uh, mm. So then Chevy's closed and then opened up a new location. So we have a brand new Chevy's that just opened up probably uh, eight months ago here in central Florida. They're like, it's our last shot. We got to <laughs> build it here. <laughs> I didn't know that they were, I think they're the only other one I know of in Missouri, I think is or was in Columbia. Cause I could it's see gone. it from I-7. It's a cheddar. Oh, now. it's gone. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yes. We are getting into the defunct coast, uh, the the defunct restaurants of Missouri on this. Um, 
Glad well, I, I, I have a tangent that has to do with a defunct um, restaurant. Let's do it. Do you, do you, do do you ever see the movie The Waiting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a comedy movie that takes place in a restaurant, Coaster Bro. Anyway, you need to see it uh, because that is a based on a true story of a restaurant that closed in Orlando that is now a Cheddar's. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So for years... It was abandoned, and like I drove past it every day, and I'm like, that's where the movie was based off of that store right there that's closed and abandoned, and now it's a, a Cheddar's. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. Hey, this is a great transition into uh, the non-Disney and Universal food and drink of Orlando, which a lot of people might be surprised. There's actually some decent places to eat here. I'm going give it, to give it up to Orlando. Uh, but Jeff, I get, let, let's have you start, because you've eaten the last in orlando so if you take the good ones we can adjust see now i i've only got a few and only one of them i've actually eaten at because i go every time i go yeah. uh Publix grocery store <laughs> um now it sounds funny but they have terrific deli sandwiches uh and the two that i have had that i liked a lot uh one i i always get an italian if i'm trying a new sandwich place i'm gonna sell it italian but a friend of mine who uh lived i can't remember if he's still there or not but at least used to live in florida told me i needed to get the chipotle chicken tender sub and that was also really 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 good so um and then drew you mentioned something when we were planning for the show that they've got really good was it fried chicken or yeah Publix might have the best fried chicken I've ever had. Like I'm telling you, it rivals Knott's Berry Farm fried chicken. Because wow. the best part of the chicken is like, in my opinion, is the skin and the crispiness and the mm-hmm. deliciousness of that. And Publix nails that. Um, I'll have to give it a go. Yeah. And you get like eight pieces of fried chicken, two of their sides from like the cooler. So you can get like a, a macaroni salad or baked beans or potato salad or all of those other like you know they're all together in the grocery store in that one little thing and then you also right. get a a pack of hawaiian rolls nice all of that comes in the package i lived awesome. 2 minutes from a publix and never had any other sandwiches or chicken and like i always went to the zaxby's in the parking lot <laughs> but um i'm yeah, so you ever now. grocery shopping at publix and you're like i don't know what to do for dinner tonight just pick up uh one of the uh the family chicken tender meals um, also super cool about Publix is they do, uh, Thanksgiving meals where you can do the whole Thanksgiving meal in a box and pick that up. And it's, uh, they've already cooked the Turkey for you. You just Ooh. warm that up and, um, you get your like four sides and, and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. So, so Publix kitchen is amazing. <laughs> and, and now the new Publix is are opening up with bars. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. We got like six like in the IV's central right, Florida yeah, area yeah. now that have a bar. Hy-Vee is all over the bars right now. Yeah. I love a good bar in a grocery uh, store. My wife and I used to go on dates at the grocery store. You eat dinner and you could have a beer and then you just shop for your groceries. It was great. Excellent. It's a good time. Man. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to try. I'm, I'm going to be in Orlando for like two days in October. Well, maybe one day because I've uh, never been to the Bush Gardens down there. Mm. And uh, we're going to try and loop out there uh, for a quick trip but girlfriend would love to do mickey's not so scary again so we're gonna mm. aim for that this year on um, just a quick little hit and run hopefully we can squeeze in a Publix run too so 
All right, next on the list, we've got Hunger Street Tacos. Um, they are actually in Winter Park, uh, from what I'm seeing, um, but they've they've got some pretty delicious looking, uh, like street style taco options. Um, I I never took Spanish, so I'm probably gonna butcher the pronunciation here. Uh, Suadero uh, looks like it's a brisket taco. Looks really really good. Um, there are there's actually a pretty extensive like usually when you go to these places it's just like pick your protein and here's the toppings uh this place has at least like 10 unique tacos i might be miscounting but and then a lot of other mexican options but it just looks like a a solid place to get a taco or five or 12 so can you talk in spanish more often that was kind of sexy I took French for three years and I hardly re- I can't speak it. I can sometimes <laughs> understand bits and pieces, but yeah. Are those your restaurants, by the way? You have you? Is there I got a- one more. All right, what do you got? I got one more. We got Jam Hot Chicken. Uh, this place carries a smaller menu, but looks like what they do uh, very well. So they've got sandwiches, tenders. You can get just the breast. Uh, and you can get them at your preferred heat level. I think they were like six or excuse me, six or seven heat levels. Um, they've got some sides and milkshakes to go along with it. But I'm a sucker for for fried chicken, and that's a place I saw that seems to be well rated. Very nice. Um, my first selection is uh, when I talk about going to Orlando. Every time I go to Fun Spot, but usually my first stop is to STP, the Sloppy Taco Palace. Um, which theme park said and I often visited that and we called it the slutty taco palace because you could add this queso to the top of your tacos and it just like dripped everywhere and it was sloppy and it was delicious. I am not remotely surprised that stud took you there. <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> one of his favorite places. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it fits being, uh, yeah, uh, not surprised. Um, <laughs> It was like a universal hangout. That's what I was going to, that's where I was hinting at is that is like the after bar for universal employees. Yep. Um, Yeah. Many times when him and I would go in there, we'd see his coworkers. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Now that's uh, that's a universal hangout. So if you're, you're trying to hang out with universal people, go there. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Another one is like a chain in Florida, but I do love their breakfast. So I'm going to give a shout out to Kiki's breakfast cafe. Some delicious regular ass breakfast, but it's good. So yeah, give that a shout out. And the presentation is really nice. So it feels like you mm. took them to a classy place. It's it's not like taking them to uh, while the food is very similar to your standard breakfast places. Um, yeah. I feel like the presentation is nice and the taste is there. So it feels way classier for the same price as going to IHOP. You can go to Kiki's and get a way classier experience. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it gives me somewhat similar vibes of like a Floridian like first watch almost. Yes, we also have first watches here. Um, yeah. But I feel like first watch has more like a Midwestern-y menu. Yes, for sure. And it's Are changed even from when I was younger. Now it's more, at least the ones here seem to be more like health-centric than they used to be. It used to be kind of more of just another like traditional breakfast place, but they definitely change the menu styling to be geared more towards the health conscious. Kel- ah, gosh, I can't talk to health Go ahead and expand out of the Midwest, I think. Right. Because <laughs> we are definitely 
the uh, when you think of peak fitness in America, it's definitely Missouri. <laughs> Uh, my last restaurant we'll give a shout out to. Actually, I, I think I learned it from Drew here because I think you dropped on a podcast years ago. And I tried it, and it's it is NYPD Pizza still there? Yeah, <laughs> place fucking rocks. Oh <laughs> man, so slice of the day. I bet you slice of the day has definitely been affected by shrinkflation and all of that. But the two dollar giant ass slice of pizza on slice of the day every day was amazing lunch special. <laughs> was that um yeah I've, I've only been there once and it was delicious but it was after your recommendation on a show so um but was that like was it over by the old college there over there yeah it's across the street from my college that's right although i heard about it from legend um and then it just so happened then i was going to college there like a semester later and mm-hmm. i was like this is great so i did a lot Shut of there. uh did a lot of homework in that dining room and whatnot and uh, I want to oh, get one more shout out because, um, Drew, I put this on a list and I crossed it out. And he said, why did you cross that out? Um, I'm going to go Junior Columbian Burger because I have had it and it is quite tasty. It's so good. You want to give someone a hug. Yeah. What What is it about? <laughs> is it Was there like chips on it or something? What, what, what goes yeah, on there? it's got the uh, those like chip strip Crispy things fries. where it's like the the like the the like chip fries where they're like, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like your potato Straw chip. Fries. Yeah, like, I I have it in my cabinet if if I need if I need to go get a visceral reputation of this. I can see it. I, I just don't know how I would be able to explain it to Jeff, who is uh, googling it. It appears. I'm just looking at their menu. Yeah, uh, and, and their sauces are amazing. Pink sauce is great. Um, I really like their burger dog, where you get it's a burger patty, a, a nice uh, piece of ham, and a hot dog cut. Uh, long ways on t- folded on top of each other on a burger. And I think that's amazing. <laughs> I love junior Colombian burger. Feels like a, a drunk food kind of place. Is that accurate? It's open till 3 a.m. That would be accurate. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it was a drunk food um, experience I had years ago. Yeah, they got one right over by Universal. Uh, and then they also got one on uh, the corner of Central Florida Parkway and OBT, so it's kind of in the SeaWorldy area. Yeah, definitely worth swinging through. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff's getting inspired. Empanadas. Oh, empanadas. Yeah. Uh, uh, burger's the answer, though. Um, burger. Burger's definitely the answer. You go for the burger. Um, Drew. You have any to fill in here that we're missing out? Yeah, well, um, I think you missed out on Ale House, although that's slowly growing to be out of Central Florida, um, and it's now encompassed all of Florida and probably other states as well. But it was it started as like a Central Florida chain. You got Miller's Ale House. Um, yeah. It's kind of like our Central. I'm gonna sell it poorly here, but it's like our Central version of like TGI Fridays or an Applebee's, where it's just a large variety of menu, but. Uh, the Zinger Mountain Melt is a signature item here in the Central Florida area. The Zinger, in that um, they put like buffalo sauce and like cheese and like all sorts of dressings on it and stuff. Yeah, so you get chicken tenders, but they're battered differently than chicken tenders, um, and they're 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 cut differently, and then they're on top of loaded fries, and yeah, your chicken right. tenders are tossed in like one of their twelve wing sauces. Which it's, it's fantastic. My favorite what? is the hot garlic. Ooh. Yeah, that would be good with the fries. Yeah. Yeah, that's very smart. I might try that next time. 
Yeah, and then I may have eaten here my last visit at one of their locations. It looks really familiar. And they all look exactly the same on the inside. Yeah, there's a couple of them. uh, I was the Panhandle of Florida. I remember seeing some. Yeah, I mean we have a ton here. Like, uh, I got one down the street for me. There's one in Lake Buena Vista. There's one on International Drive. There's one on Kirkman by Universal. Um, Hunter's Creek colonial like there's i think there's now one on 192 over by um uh margaritaville they're just they're everywhere beautiful but they're great um they are yeah my favorite mexican restaurant in the area is border grill um it used to be very much a hole in the wall then they bought out the uh, store next to them and now genuinely have a hole in the wall and two different parts to their restaurant Um, which is amazing. And I, it's some of the best Mexican food I've ever had is border grill. Damn. Yeah. Big high praise for that. That's also right down the street from universal studios. And it's a small, it's a small place too. So, um, you go at peak times, you probably, they'll be like, Nope, we're taking to go only right now. Um, because that's, that's how busy and how much of a wait they get sometimes. So I would, I would recommend going for off, off dining times if you're gonna go. Gotta plan it. Yeah. Um oh. I I know I said a couple things. Um other non-chain restaurant that I want to support, Teak uh neighborhood grill. Uh, oh yeah. Also in the sort of over by Universal Studios, it's literally a bar that has a pretty extensive burger menu and it is in the middle of a neighborhood um off of Kirkman sort of in between Valencia College and um, Universal Studios. Doesn't it just look like, and I might just be picturing it wrong, but does it kind of look like it's like surrounded by like apartments almost? Yeah, like they literally have apartments above it, um, and there's yeah. not a ton of parking in front of it because it's literally just built into the first floor of like an apartment building, and then there's like houses and neighborhoods all around <laughs> it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really strange place. Amazing burgers. For sure. I, I've had one of their burgers and I remember it being really good. All right, so yeah, that, that would be that. And then the only other thing I would suggest, although not a Florida specific place, I think they have seven locations last time I was there, but they used to only have two. So they're already expanding and we're actually getting another one uh, down the street by where the Disney college program housing is. Um, hash house, a go-go. What is hash hash, a go-go? Um, I've heard of it. It started in Vegas. Orlando got the second location. It is a Midwestern uh, menu with like weird twists. Like they've got breakfast and dinner menu items. It's also a good bar. And their portion sizes are absolutely enormous for absolutely no reason whatsoever. (laughs) Um, Sounds like a place to go. Yeah. Like, and, and breakfast is. So has some standard breakfast items. My favorite thing is the uh, chicken Benedict and it's two full chicken breasts um, on a giant biscuit with like the, the sauce and everything. Oh, wow. Um, I got a friend who got a bowl of cereal for breakfast and it literally was a giant salad bowl filled with an entire <laughs> box of cereal. <laughs> 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 oh, that serving uh, side's great. 
But then they also have like hangover breakfast where you can get like a Bud Light and five strips of bacon. Like that's on the menu. Um, <laughs> for a while, they had random beer in a bag and you didn't know what beer you were going to get. But it was like a mystery beer that you had to drink in a bag. Um, but you got like a a big, a, a tall boy, like a big, big ass beer in a can in a bag. Um, yeah. Uh, they got chicken and waffles. I think that one's pretty popular. Uh, their meatloaf is amazing. Just, it's got great food uh, on International Drive. Um, it's sort of down the street from Fun Spot. Um, and then my last thing I'm going to pitch, and oh God, fuck, there's two more I want to do. Sorry, I just love <laughs> just this. Keep city. going, we're good. <laughs> uh, Kobe's Hibachi. Uh, Hibachi is amazing everywhere. Kobe is a Central Florida uh, chain for theirs. At least the only places I've ever seen them in the country are in Central Florida, but it's awesome hibachi and then ichiban uh is less good hibachi but it is also an all-you-can-eat uh buffet that is so it's, it combines your sushi buffet your chinese food buffet and a hibachi all under one price that's and that's dope. they got one of those literally in the same parking plaza as uh, del taco by fun spot <laughs> and one in that strip plaza across the street from fun spot Kissimmee. oh they're trying to cuck us from our del taco i see yeah <laughs> i respect that those are my recommendations well let's talk a little bit about attractions in orlando i know coaster enthusiast i know you're gonna be at a theme park every day i get it but we got we gotta highlight some of these attractions too because there really is um, a lot of other stuff to do if you're trying not to spend all day at a theme park so yeah uh, jeff man you wanna you wanna kick us off with something yeah, uh, I got a few. Uh, I'm gonna lead off with the full-blown Gatorland. Ooh. Uh, apparently, one of Orlando's oldest attractions, featuring alligators, crocs, an aviary, and more. Um, have you ever gotten to hold an alligator there? Uh, I've held one at Gator Spot, not Gatorland. Was it a smaller gator? Well, gators are really heavy, so you can only really hold smaller ones. That's a good point. Yeah. If you're if you're holding a big size one, it, it's it's not like you're holding like a, a dog. It's like the equivalent of you trying to hold a horse. Like nice puppy. <laughs> Daily yeah, puppy. I forgot about the grown ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're they're pretty heavy. I've never like I've only I've always had glass between me and them, so I've I've never had that opportunity myself. But I, I think I'd try it. Uh, next on the list, and apologies if this is not the best one to mention. Uh, feel free to to jump if there's if there is a better one. But I I pulled the Orlando Cart Center. Um, they've got outdoor uh, couple couple tracks with carts that reach up to 45 miles an hour, which I don't know that I've ever been in a cart that fast, but I'd like to try it. Uh, those are the fastest go karts in the Central Florida area. Uh, I thought it was an interesting mm. choice that you put it on there, but I was like, I'm not mad about this. Uh, it's the only go-karting center I haven't been to yet, uh, but they are definitely the fastest. And they once a year host a 24-hour go-kart race uh, that's similar to like the Le Mans or the Rolex 24 where go-kart teams are running around for 24 hours. Uh, and I think that's pretty neat. Well, I was going to say their their site at least advertised that if you own a go-kart, you could bring it and ride it there. You can. So <laughs> that's a pretty interesting thing. Uh, you know, not something I would have ever thought about, but I'm I'm sure there's a market for that. So um, it's called Florida. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, Robbie it's all Uncle. over. My old boss uh, races semi-professionally with go karts, uh, so that's how I know about the 24-hour race there because mm. he was in that. Um, and so, like, I was gonna go at like three o'clock in the morning to go like watch him him race, but he wasn't in the car, and I was like, eh, I'm not gonna go at three o'clock in the morning to watch someone I don't know drive around a go kart track after I'm getting right. out of work. Well, I was going to ask for for that. Do they rotate drivers, or is it the same driver going for 24 hours? Because I feel like by the end of it, like you would have no ass left. Yeah, no, it's it's teams. So like a, you probably have three drivers that take like mm. you probably get six off, three on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, for the people that can uh, endure that, more power to them, but I'm not one of them. So. Well, that's why it's called endurance racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> to, uh, to round out my list, it wouldn't be a, an attractions list if I didn't mention the local zoo. Uh, we've got the Central Florida Zoo and Botanical Gardens. It's 23 acres of native garden and over 500 animals they've also got an insect zoo reptile house and more this will definitely be one of the family friendly options very nice um i'll 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 go next year i have an attraction to highlight um i'm just going to highlight an area uh, you probably have a name for it, Drew, but it's the area around Icon Park with, uh, is it iDrive? Is that what it is? is it... International Drive. Yes, iDrive. International Drive. Um, you go to the yard house, you have a few beers, and, um, you know, you go into the, the Madame Tussauds, or you go into the Sea Life Aquarium. Well, that's all still part of, that's all Icon Park. That's Icon Park as well? Yeah. I guess I'm just saying Icon Park, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so Icon Park is like the Carabas, the So like the Starflyer is not in Icon Park, but everything to the left okay. of it is. Gotcha. The Starflyer is what business again then? Uh, so the Starflyer is in uh a, another strip mall plaza right next door that's not part of the uh, Icon oh. Park proper. Weird. I didn't know that was a difference there. Yeah. Just hey, you get it. That area there is pretty fun. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um <laughs> lots of lots of bars, lots of restaurants. Um always renovating, lots of cool things. Uh you've got uh what is it? The Museum of Illusions. It's basically an Instagram museum where you take a bunch of cool pictures that look differently than the angle in which you took it. Right. Um Yeah, Tussauds, Sea Life Aquarium. You can uh, can you still ice skate there in the wintertime? You know, I don't know. I've never been in the winter. Yeah, that's fair. I just end up there a lot. Um, not that there's anything particularly drawing me there. Just end up there. Yeah. Um, I used to go a lot. I don't really go anymore because now it's really busy. Um, yeah. but <clears throat> it used to not be busy, and it was a pleasant place to do homework. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you have homework to do. Yeah, man, it's really weird. Like, I literally went to college in the middle of a tourist town. Like, my college was a – from my college parking lot, I could see Icon Park, SeaWorld, Universal, and Fun Spot. That's so, like, cool. And Epic Universe That's is literally cool. being built next door to where I went to college. <laughs> Interesting. I can't say the same about uh, my college in Baldwin City, Kansas. 
No. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> um, honestly, that's all I really have to um, highlight. I, I was just going to bring up, because um, I'm not going to let us talk about Orlando Attractions without bringing up the Crayola Experience. Um, the most famous video still on the In Loop channel Drew, when Drew visited that place. Yeah, I went to, on its first day of soft opening, put a video up of our tour on YouTube, and it it basically created the In The Loop brand on accident that summer. That summer we went from uh, like a quarter million views total to uh, well over million. That video now has three million views. It's funny. It <laughs> it, it it got to 2.99 million very, very, very quickly. And then took it another year and a half plus to get from 2.99 million to 3 million views. <laughs> it's like they were lying to you or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, had, they, I had to bring that up since you were there. Soft opening. Um, probably a good place for the kids, I would assume. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never been back, but I imagine it is a pretty cool place for the kids. I can't believe you haven't gone back for a follow-up of your most famous video. That would actually be a good time. I'd watch that video. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh drew you got anything you want to highlight well i really like all of the international drive i think there's a ton of things to do there um i'm not necessarily going to pitch um a specific attraction but this is going to sound like an ad but it's not i just think it's a really good deal for people who are coming <laughs> to visit orlando uh and that's the uh go city pass it, it oh, yeah. a lot of these smaller orlando attractions are now on this one ticket system where you can either buy it per day or you can buy it per um, per like total of attractions. If you want to buy like six attractions or you want to buy it over three days and three days, you can go to the unlimited attractions and it's got a ton of things on there. Like uh, Madame Tussauds is on there. Fun spots on there. Wonderworks is on there. Gatorland's on there. Kennedy space center is on there. Um, so it's a ton of the smaller attractions. If you're curious, you want to check out a couple of them. This go city pass is a great deal for you to be able to experience a lot of the cool, smaller attractions in Orlando. And it's like a great, those are all like great attractions. So you can just like turn your brain off and like the decision is made. <laughs> you yeah. Just go to these places. Um, that, honestly, even if you're visiting just parks, uh, if you could do that over a couple of days, like that would probably uh, be a pretty awesome deal. Yeah, it's a cool ticket. Um, so I recommend it. There you have it. And there are the attractions of Orlando. We'll be highlighting all of the attractions in Orlando over the next six months. So <laughs> um, <laughs> We can go ahead and move on from this probably. Um, hey, but we got one more park to highlight. I didn't know we'd be an hour 20 in on Fun Spot, but um, here we are. <laughs> let's, let's talk about SeaWorld Orlando, Jeff. Uh, what kind of history do you have uh, <laughs> with this park? Yeah, so actually, uh, I, I'm going to be real dumb if I get this wrong. Yeah. But it looks like it opened the same same year as Worlds of Fun. Uh December of 1973. There you go. Uh, and it was the third park in the SeaWorld chain. Uh, opened two years after Magic Mountain did. Um, ultimately wound up being sold to Anheuser-Busch, the owners of Busch Gardens in 1989, who, as we all know, have since been uh, taken over by InBev. Um, but uh, kind of a... You know, and, and some of the, the other SeaWorld parks have followed suit. Um, but in order to compete with a lot of the parks in Orlando, uh, they definitely put, uh, Bush put a focus into 
uh, installing thrill rides into mm. the Sea World to to help it keep up. Um, one particular piece of trivia as this is the uh, the orca incident with the most notoriety took place in Orlando. Um, I won't dive into that too much, but uh, kind of change the face of the face of the franchise going forward. Um, but yeah, uh, trying to think of anything else of notes that happened there. That's where my notes end. Um, it's a SeaWorld park, so you kind of know what to expect going in. This is true. And uh, one thing SeaWorld has, they have attractions. That's one thing they definitely have. So I'm going to highlight the uh, the roller coasters because they've just been, just been, these things just been popping up. We got 2022, we had the, the new edition Icebreaker, the premier Skyrocket swing launch roller coaster that's supposed to be like family friendly, I guess, but the height restriction is still pretty high, I believe. Um, but yeah, I haven't ridden it, but I know you have, Drew. How, how is it? Well, um, I haven't ridden it since they have re-removed the comfort collars. Interesting. Um, it now runs without comfort collars, but apparently it's a pretty tight seatbelt. Um, instead, mm-hmm. I haven't ridden it yet since then. Uh, but um, it's fine. It's fun. Um, I've never once been on a swing coaster where I'm like, this swing adds to my experience. Yeah. Um, and so I feel the same with, uh, with that. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like powder keg where you like dispatch and then the transfer track slides you over slowly. Right. Only powder keg gets you enough oomph where you have this powerful launch that gets you over the first hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one you don't, you like rock back and forth a couple of times. So it kind of takes any type of acceleration out, I assume. Yeah. Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, does it go upside down? I don't think it does, does it? It doesn't, because it was supposed to be family friendly. They just, just not, just got the height requirement wrong. <laughs> Reminds me of another place very close to me. Well, it's a minor <laughs> it's tangent okay. here, right? Like your 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 family friendly rides mm-hmm. start when family members are aware that theme parks have cool rides, right? So like, yeah, you can't wait till someone's 48 inches and then claim that that's a family ride where it's inclusive because the younger brother is not going to be able to do that. That is like your first level of thrill rides, but it's not a family friendly thing versus I think that used to be like an acceptable height for family attractions. But then now you've got things like fire chaser express at 39 inches, um, Mm -hmm. welcoming everybody. But so icebreaker now is back down from 54 to 48, but that's still not your family height requirement. That's a regular adult coaster. Yeah. That's the same height requirement as millennium force. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I think Park's trying to do this. and I've seen, I've seen a couple of whips, whiffs lately, I would say, with that. But uh, it is a big deal. Um, next coaster to talk about, 1998 edition, Journey to Atlantis, the mock water coaster. It's actually got some theming in it. I've only ridden it once because I don't want to get wet every time I go. Sit in row three. Row three it is. Sit row in row three. three. Sit in row three. Are you sure about that or are you... Is that actual good advice or terrible I, advice? I, I have ridden Journey to Atlantis a lot. I sit in row three. You don't need a poncho. Okay. Row three it is. Um, perfect. I might rewrite it now. Yeah. Row three. <laughs> um, <laughs> also great row three ride. Uh, the 2000 edition Kraken. Wait. <clears throat> row three? No, nah, that didn't work. 
but anyway, it's there. It's a good B&M floorless coaster. Um, I'm sure you have good opinions about this, Drew. Also had VR at one point. What was, Kraken Unleashed, is that? Yeah, Kraken Unleashed, colon, vir- virtual reality experience. I wish they would have just said Unleashed the Kraken. Probably can't, though. Is that, like, trademarked? I don't know. Probably. Maybe. Probably the so. best a little uh, fun tidbit about this is there was a SeaWorld Tycoon game. Really? There was only ever one, and this was, I think it was this and Steel Eel were the two coasters you could install on a custom <laughs> scenario. But, like, there was no, like, custom coaster building. It was just, like, this kind of scaled-down version. Yeah, it was a scaled-down version with all of the deep, like, all of the scenery and stuff already attached to it. It was, I, I highly recommend going to look it up after the fact, but this was a game I had, and this was, like, the ride I wanted to install in my park first every time I played a custom scenario. <laughs> hey, it rides pretty good, so I appreciate you picking that. Um, yeah. Yeah, how many, is it seven inversions? Yes. Shit you, You've got um, 125 foot tall vertical loop, uh, 111 foot tall dive loop. It might be 109. Um, going into a zero G roll into a uh, uh, Cobra roll. Then you come around, you go up to the block, you got the uh, 80 foot vertical loop half buried in a trench. And then you come out and you have the final corkscrew you spent some time with that ride i have (laughs) one of my favorites for sure in the floor of this field yeah no big big fan um i guess if i were to complain about a couple of flaws i think it's annoying that in this day and age they've never bothered to build a quick queue line for it they still send quick queue up the exit Uh, i think that we have gotten past that in theme parks where we were holding chaining off rows for quick queue to come up the exit I think if you skip the line, you should have the right to be able to sit in whatever row you want. Um, and there should, and it should not be unrealistic where there's at least a merge before station where you have a little bit of weight. Uh, but I think going up the exit and having rows blocked off sort of lowers capacity because then other day guests don't know if they should shift into empty seats. Or in my case, when I just did shift into an empty row because there was nobody there and got kicked off the ride for line jumping. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I wish that I would go away and either figure out some other path for their quick queue ramp or something, but I don't think you should ever send quick queue up the exit. Yep. I would say the same. I would say the same with uh, those ADA passes too, like. Let's make space. Yep. <laughs> Figure it out. Yep. Um, all right. Next coaster to highlight. We got um, another good one. 2016 Mako, the B&M Hyper Coaster. There are some people that I know that say this is their favorite B&M Hyper, and it's, um, it's definitely one of the better ones. It's good. Yeah. It's, no, it's really good. Big fan. It looks Would great you... now that they just repainted it, too. looks amazing. Yeah, because it got a little faded there. Yeah, anything does in the Florida sun. This uh, might Especially be one of my me. favorite color schemes on a coaster anywhere. You like purple? I I mean, it's not a common color you see on on rides. That's Especially true. with just, like it's interesting. The the purple with like the teal supports and the like dark navy but slight purple tone other part of the track. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. Yeah. Uh, 2009. You got another. They, buddies with B&M for a while here. 
Uh, right. Manta, 2009 Flying Coaster. I, I'm someone that hates a pretzel loop, but um, the rest of this ride's really fucking good. <laughs> Pretty much my sentiment about it as well. It has the best queue out of any ride I think we have in Central Florida, hands down, bar none. Best queue in Central Florida. One, it is an amazing air conditioning machine. It is so cold in there uh, that anyone who walks in immediately has stiff nipples. Um, (laughs) Two, like just just going through all of those aquariums, it's something to look at. It's worth waiting in line for. Like, I think that's cool. Also, with the aquarium on the outside, you have something your family members can do while you're waiting in line. So I think that's also really neat. my only problem is that it's a flying coaster and most of the time they operate it with only one station. So you spend like seven minutes staring down at hot metal on your stomach like you do on every flying coaster. Because even though these parks build these rides with two stations, they never fucking use both stations. <laughs> they really don't. It's silly. It makes me mad. It makes me mad too. That ride is so efficient when it runs with both stations and instead we have people standing out there. Or sitting out on the break run for like seven minutes. No, shouldn't be doing that. Uh, hey, 2023, we another B&M coaster, Pipeline the Surf Coaster, which is a surf coaster. <laughs> B&M, look at that. They've reinvented the stand-up. This one. It, it's here, fun. Here it's fun. I think it's fun. Yeah. I think it's, it's worth the check out. It it so I, I saw the the little tidbit about it being the first ever surf coaster, which is hilarious to me because Roller Coaster Tycoon Two had the surfboard. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were stand up option, and that came out back in 2000. So it uh, it only took us a little while to get here. <laughs> yeah, basically the same thing. Uh, but yeah, they're they're bouncy and stuff. Bouncy airtime. You don't get bouncy airtime on a lot of things. No, it's artificial airtime, but it's really fun. And uh, we say the best for last to highlight here. Super Grover's Boxer Derby, the Zaire (laughs) family coach. Honestly, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's there, too. One of these seem to be at every SeaWorld Bush Park, it seems like, nowadays. Yeah, this one's a bigger model than the one at uh, SeaWorld, Texas. Um, It's, like, way bigger. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... It's a bigger one. It's cool. Um, It's got a little weird seat divider thing that is designed more for children's legs than adults' legs, but that's really the only problem with it. It's not designed for someone my size to comfortably ride in. Uh, And I guess if I was being biased, I would prefer it with the whale cars rather than the Super Grover cars. (laughs) Me too, actually. They were really cute, and the Shamu Express was a, a cute name. But, you know, you know how things go. Um, some other highlighted attractions, um, you got Infinity Falls, which is like the, the new style, like water rafting thing that has a lift tail and a drop. Uh, you've ridden it. I know that. How, yeah. how is it? That's pretty, I mean, it's a, one water. of those rafting water rides that I don't ride particularly often. Um, it's fine. I think it's, I think it's neat how you've got the lift is kind of in the middle of the ride where Mm -hmm. and then you have a second lift that takes you up the tower so i think that's kind of neat that is it's got an interesting layout to it um yeah 
And another one to highlight, you got the Sunny Day Carousel. Uh, I know you uh, were the record holder of the Sea Carousel there for a while. Yeah. And, uh, consecutive rides, probably. <laughs> um, I personally liked it better when it was the Sea Carousel and you had a bunch of different sea animals to choose from. Now it's the mm-hmm. Sunny Day Carousel. They are all similarly looking horses. True. That's just my opinion. I don't think it needed to change because it's not like you're riding on Elmo and Grover and uh, like Sesame Street characters you're familiar with. It's a generic horse carousel with a loose overlay of Sesame Street land. Um, It's interesting that they did it because they didn't do it originally uh, when uh, that area closed for... um, when the, the the area closed for construction for uh, Sesame Place, the carousel yeah. was still open, and it was the sea carousel. And the train ride, actually, they moved to where Glacier Bar is now, and okay. it was just in there. And so they had, like, two kid rides while the rest of the land was under refurbishment and then eventually moved the train, opened the land, and then, like, a year later closed the carousel and reskinned it as uh, the Sunny Day Carousel. Huh. And so for a while it operated – in Sesame Street land as the sea carousel. And I thought that was fine. And I thought that was the better experience. That was a deep dive. I appreciate that. I have lots (laughs) of thoughts. Um, (laughs) Me too, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There's also, you got shark encounter here. um, A really cool penguin exhibit technically with Antarctica. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be cooler next year. Good. Good. I I hope they reuse that. I'm sure they are. Cause so that's where the 2024 coaster is going. Um, and so the theory is like the unload area is going to unload into the penguin encounter again. That was what, that was the best part of the dark ride. Yeah. Um, I do miss puck the penguin though a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, I wonder if it's still going to be puck. Like why That'd not? Be. Right. Like I Seymour and Clyde are still sort of, I actually I have no idea if Seymour and Clyde are still involved with the Sea Lion Show because I don't see any of the shows anymore because they're all <laughs> education now now instead yeah. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess for shows you do have like the Orca Educational Show. You've got the the Sea Lion Show. There's there's all sorts of animals you can see if you want to see them. Yeah. But um, there you go. There's the other attractions. Uh, you guys want to highlight top five? Start at five. Go down. I, I feel like this one's going to be relatively similar. I'm just calling my shot. Okay. My number, f- I think it's going to be a little different, but I'm a, I'll start. My number five is Manta, the, fl- the flying coaster. Did I fuck it up? Yep. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, what's yours? It depends on the perspective. Uh, I put Icebreaker at five. Okay. What's your uh, five, Drew? I got to pull up uh, RCDB here to see all five individual because I couldn't tell you off the top of my head my my thoughts on this one. Um, It is tough because there's so many. And uh, I've ridden Pipeline. You haven't. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm still I'm still ranking Pipeline. I'm going to try. Okay, I'm going to go with five. I'm going to go Journey to Atlantis. Okay. What's what's your number four? I'm going to go with Kraken. Oh, shit. What about you, Jeff? I'm already very wrong. On, yeah, you uh, are. I, I, I also, yeah. like Coaster Bro, have a different opinion uh, than most humans when it comes to rides. I appreciate right. that about you. That's like, Kraken, brain. 
Kraken, I love Kraken, but I love it from an operation standpoint. Um, it's not, it, it was my favorite. And then now as more things are adding, it slowly is not. Um, Kraken was my favorite in 2010 when I first went to this park. Um, it just slowly isn't anymore. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, my number four is Manta because nice. the 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 pretzel loop is a big fat strike. Damn pretzel loop. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Now my number four is Icebreaker. Um, so we we swap there. My number three is gonna go ahead and go to Pipeline, the surf coaster. All right. That's also my number three. Okay. Uh, my number three is going to be Icebreaker. Nice. Okay. I didn't think Icebreaker was going to be on it for a second. <laughs> no, Thank Icebreaker's you. fun. It's got it's got good airtime. Um, I find the rocking back and forth to be not my favorite part. However, there is an airtime hill on the rocking back and forth, so every direction change, you do have one moment of airtime. And there's probably nine nine moments of airtime on the ride. Uh, the spike gives yeah. you a pretty cool view. I don't I take it or leave it. I wish we just full inertia up and over it uh premier chains take away a little bit but um <laughs> as a whole i yeah that's i'm going with icebreaker uh what's your two pipeline wow pipeline's really fun Damn. really fun it's weird but it's fun what about you jeff i'd uh i i mean i'd, I'd really love to try pipeline kraken is my number two <laughs> excuse me um Crack. yeah this was, I think, in that that uh, really old roller coaster book I refer to here and there. Mm-hmm. That is uh, one of the nostalgia picks. That <coughs> excuse me. I probably got that on this bookshelf too. Um, <laughs> that, that old book here. Oh yeah, good book. Sorry. Yeah, I'd have to. It it has fueled a lot of uh, bucket list coasters for me that I still have yet to ride. I've got a lot of traveling to do to catch up. My Kraken's also, or my two is also Kraken. My Kraken's also two. Um, anyway, <laughs> does that make all of our number ones Manta? Or not Manta? Mako. Yeah. Mako. All right. Well, hey, we can all agree on something there. That's a, that's an easy one, I think. Mako's by far the best ride in that park. Um, honestly, two, three, four, very tight for me between Pipeline, Mako, and Kraken. I yeah. think the fact that Kraken is in that weird corner of the park now mm-hmm. where it used to be like the hopping point, right? It was like that side was the main part. And now I feel like the loop is the main part. And with Antarctica closed, especially and journey to land is kind of in like derelict state right now where it's not as well prominent as it used to be. And there's also another water ride that sort of corner now sort of feels dead. I mean, turtle tracks abandoned. It's no longer even playing the movie. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I think Kraken needs more love in that area, and I think that's going to happen when the new Penguin Coaster opens. But um, yeah, two, three, and four are really close. But I think Mako is far superior than every other ride there. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, there uh, any highlighted events? Anything worth going to at SeaWorld that you can you can just highlight the, your favorites? I guess. Yeah, I. This is going to sound crazy and. Uh, Luckily for me, I don't think your core audience is the Central Florida theme park fans. Um, <laughs> and so I'll really say though. that uh, I really like Hollow Scream. Last year, I thought it was the best of the three parks Halloween events we had in Orlando between, or we had 
SeaWorld has one, Bush Gardens has one, and uh, Universal has Horror Nights. And I think SeaWorld's event was by far the best last year. Wow. Um, so I really like that. SeaWorld does Christmas better than Disney, does Christmas better than Orlando. So that one's amazing. Uh, this year, they have a new Summer Nights event. I think it's called Summer Nights. It used to be called... Um, Electric Ocean. Electric Ocean was better. However, the firework finale is still the exact same. So I really like that event. Um, during the day, Halloween Spooktacular on weekends is pretty neat. It's got free trick-or-treating. Um, most of the time they give out good candy. And they also do a really cool food and wine festival called the Seven Seas Food Festival that has a concert series and booths all over the park. And I think that is a solid event as well. They do the tasting lanyards. They, they have a good deal for pass holders. They do a couple of other ones as well. Like there's a craft beer festival that's very similar to the Seven Seas booths. It's just a reskin of the same things and also has food. And the thingy-mabobbers, we're at the point now where a lot of, it's like Epcot where there's a ton of the like tasting events going on. Um, yeah, and then the other thing that's pretty neat is on National Roller Coaster Day a couple of times, they've been doing enthusiast behind-the-scene tours. Like, if you are a fan of roller coasters, <clears throat> they were doing tours of, like, the Mako and uh, Manta maintenance bays and stuff like that for National Roller Coaster Day. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah SeaWorld. I'd love to do SeaWorld does a lot of things right. Uh, operationally, they do a lot of things terribly as well. Yeah. Um, like but I think they do a lot of things that are really great. And I personally spent a ton of time in my life working there. Um, and so it's kind of disappointing to see where they are now because they're building really good rides and right. operations are going downhill, like closed mm -hmm. food stands, long waits for things seven minute dispatches like i was joking with someone i took a picture you sit in bayside stadium getting ready for their fireworks display it's the only place in the world you can sit and see five b&ms all stacked <laughs> like at one point in time or, or four four b&m stacked right yeah four four b&ms five coasters stacked at one point icebreaker mako kraken mantis and pipe screen or and pipe not pipe screen uh pipeline we're all stacked. None of them were cycling. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and B&Ms, I mean, they're yeah, easy. Yeah. They're easy. I never realized what a B&M showcase this park was. Yeah. And B&M's building their penguin coaster for 2024. Excellent. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Yeah. But... Four B&M's, or th yeah, four B&M's and a Premier Ride were all stacked at one time. And then, and then Mako dispatched. Train got all the way up the lift hill, down, around, and was in, like, the water feature <laughs> by the time I saw the next dispatch, which was Pipeline. Oh, God. Take and your time, like, SeaWorld. Yeah, I was, like, uh, I was like, oh, man. I should have taken the picture when I first noticed. Instead, I sat there a little bit and then Mako dispatched. And then I was like, okay, I want this picture. And then like... Too late. Too, couldn't couldn't get it. But there was one point in my life where I could see four B&M coasters all stacked. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, you would have had enough time to eat, uh, you know, maybe a plate from SeaWorld, some sort of food. I would assume uh, with that, that amount of time in between coasters, maybe just bringing it to the queue line with you. I, I, I am excited for... Uh, 
Jeff's list here. As a former dining plan member, I have eaten at every <laughs> single place at SeaWorld has to offer. I you have used probably, to go like every day, didn't you? Like, yeah, uh, I have probably had everything on the menu. Um, maybe <laughs> not now, but like there was a while where I have eaten every single thing at SeaWorld Orlando. What was I, also really I, cool I, is in the employee calf, they would randomly like just have one of the restaurant's entrees that day was just one of was the main entrees you could get in the employee calf. Nice. That's a nice option. We did not have anything near that nice, but and it. So I hope I do. I I hope I do right by you on this list. I, I kind of tried to spread spread it around because there's definitely some experiences that are available too. Not just yeah. not just grub, but uh, kind of an all encompassing thing. Um, uh, the the first option here won't be the most exciting. It's a uh, you you know it's. You're gonna kick your day off. You probably want a coffee. They've got the Coaster Coffee Company. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they've got Starbucks. So, I mean, it's Stop an option. Mike, walk away. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, and they big, also uh, have uh, the delicious SeaWorld desserts in there as well. Ooh, that is a good shout. What what's what's the thing to get? Like, if you if you had to have one thing. Okay. Um. So this is gonna sound really simple, but I fucking love the sprinkle cookie in there. <laughs> is it like one of the iced ones with sprinkles on it or no it's just a cookie that the sprinkles were baked into the mm. into the baking and it's an amazing sugar cookie with sprinkles uh they also sell them in the employee calf but i can't go there anymore um and they're way more expensive when you buy them in park but they sell them there and it's great um but they have a ton of things they've got like uh a, a cookie sandwich where it's two sprinkle cookies and icing in between them um donut holes a bunch of uh bunch of those gourmet like designer donuts that everyone pretends are better than Krispy Kreme donuts but they're not um <laughs> i have strong opinions in that arena yes <laughs> they are not for the dalda donuts those are definitely not a favorite of mine yeah um but yeah, it's good. And then they have the uh, coaster models in there of Kraken and uh, Mako. Awesome. Is it like a like a presentation style model, or is it like Coaster Dynamics or something like that? Uh, so it's giant Coaster Dynamic models that used to work. They don't work anymore. Uh, their lift mm. motors have died many of years ago, and no one's bothered to go back into the glass that's sealed off to fix this. But um, yeah, no, it's a full model that like it would take up like a whole desk. Um, of the rides and that's uh i have a coaster dynamic the, the cyclone from coaster dynamics that's been sitting in my closet for probably about 10 years now because i just don't have the i've been living in apartments and i don't want to have to dismantle it and all that so we'll <laughs> yeah see, it's like one, one of those day. it's one of those bad boys but it's uh close enough to the layout of kraken and mako that you understand what's going on there yeah awesome well, um, next, so there are kind of a, at least a couple big experience restaurants, and I, I picked out what was the more interesting one to me, kind of selfishly here. Um, I picked the Sharks Underwater Grill and Bar. Um, it's going to be one of the upscale options, but investment in this experience rewards you with a view of sharks. You're basically eating in, in an aquarium, from what I can see. And I'm pretty sure I saw this place on a food documentary. Uh, like food and parks or something, and they were talking about the operations of this place. And it, 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 you know, if I ever go, this is definitely, you know, I'm gonna want to 
book a reservation. I'm assuming you have to reserve your spot to get in here. If you're going on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would book a reservation. Um, I think Monday through Thursday during off season, I don't think you necessarily have to. It's probably worth your time to do it. Um, you can also eat at the bar, uh, which the bar is mm-hmm. awesome because the bar top is a fish tank. And yes. then as your drink That's sits cool. on the glass, like your fish interact with like the cold ring on your glass, which I think is neat. <laughs> um, big fan of that. Big fan of Sharks Underwater Grill. Also, um, uh, yeah, big big fan. I 100% recommend that. That's like Amazing one of the coolest food. places I've uh, just drank a beer at is that, is that bar. It's yeah. Um, so and now they have kegerators too, so they have draft beer because they used to not have draft beer in there. How beautiful. Um, and also the nicest bathroom on SeaWorld property if you need to take a, a two. Take a dump. So one thing I w- – thank you. Thank you uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask about this place, and I was trying to figure out, but I didn't clearly see it. Is this kind of like one of those places where you get in and it's like a multi-course thing, like all, all in one price, or are like the appetizers and desserts optional? It runs both ways. Um, I think it's September, and you know I've lived here for 13 years now, or 14 years. I probably should have taken advantage of this right now. During the month of September, we have what in Orlando what's called Magical Dining Month, and all of these restaurants will do a price fix menu, and like most restaurant in town is involved in this and it's a price fix menu and it part of it goes to uh charity and so you get to eat at fancy restaurants at a cheaper price um and it also goes to charity and they do that as well and they actually do one where you can like it's after two and you can eat and then also spend the day the rest of the night in SeaWorld. um damn for eating there and that's a price fix menu but for the most part it's not it's uh if you want apps it's apps if you want your entree it's entree if you want dessert it's dessert okay yeah i didn't uh because of it kind of being an experience i didn't know if it was going to be kind of the, yeah the all-encompassing thing or not so that's good to know the menu still looks great and i'd probably order for all courses just to just to say i did you're on vacation if you're here you know and don't live in florida so yeah uh and then there's a pass holder discount um as well in there if you're a pass holder Awesome. And I'm I'm a sucker for cannoli and they apparently have a cannoli cake, so I'd definitely be trying that. So all right. Uh next on the list we've got Voyager Smokehouse, who on the site they claim to be Orlando's best barbecue. I don't know if that's the truth or not. Well, that's a big fat no nod there. Um but big it fat is no apparently nod. yeah. I- I realized in the Orlando section, I didn't talk about my favorite barbecue places, which are Four Rivers and um, Yellow Dog Eats. But um, Voyagers is good. I think their brisket is good. A lot of good platters there. Always has the longest line when it comes to food. Uh, They actually mm. have four kitchens, and for some reason, they're only fucking running one of them most of the time. (laughs) Um, So it always has a long line. This is also the first time I've ever seen the phrase smoked, uh, excuse me, smoked brisket Caesar salad. Oh, I bet Which, it works. Yeah, I'd try it. But uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Voyager Smokehouse. Uh, next on the list, we've got Lakeside Grill uh, with Mexican-inspired options, including tacos, burritos, and nachos. 
Um, you kind of pick your protein with each of those. And uh, shout out to them. They've got plant-based chorizo as a protein for each of those dishes, if that's uh, up, up your wheelhouse there. Yeah, uh, this restaurant used to be the burger restaurant, and then it switched menus with, uh, they like, when Icebreaker opened, they traded a couple of restaurants menus around, and this one got mm. rebranded as Lakeside and then became the like Mexican-y kind of Chipotle restaurant. Interesting. Yeah. So is it like you, you can still do some customization to it, or are they? Kind of, sort of, not, not like Chipotle, right? Like, right. You can kind of be like it, it. You don't have a list of like 20 things and you're like, I went this, I went this, I went that. Uh, y- you might have like three things and you can be like, hang on, I don't want the corn or something like that. Okay. Um, you could withhold. I don't think you could be like, uh, I want then. Yeah. Right. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll round out this list. Actually, got a got a little shout earlier is the Glacier Bar. Uh, they've got beer, frozen drinks, sports on big screens. Great way to get out of the sun. We got sports any, on uh, big screens. Come come drink some right? beer. Any uh, any recommended drink specials there? Um, no, because they've taken away all the good drink specials. Uh, during mm. the summer, it used to be Bogo beers. It's not anymore. Um, I actually don't really recommend eating at SeaWorld Parks right now because after you get the bill, there's also another 5% surcharge added on top of it uh, just for you spending money. There's a 5% surcharge on anything you buy in that park now, uh, which sucks. So they don't really have any sort of drink specials. It is cool that there's a pass holder discount on alcohol, um, which it's like the only chain that does that. And I think that's awesome. Um, shout out to when platinum pass holders during their please come back after COVID era got 50% off booze. That was amazing. <laughs> um, it's a great idea. Yeah. And that's when glacier bar debuted and oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, have but, you ever had any of their Jack and Coke ICs? Those look interesting. I have, um, they are, they are neat. Um, a random random story the uh the guy who installed those also installed the icy machine at uh at my job uh and so we were talking about them and how annoying it was to like in the florida heat be running icy lines up uh, over glacier bar and whatnot so i learned how much he sweat that day when he installed those but he was very proud of them (laughs) so get that jack and coke slushy when you go yeah that's I'll good. It comes out. with a flavored straw, which is weird um, because it's like a paper straw that like slowly disintegrates, but also has flavor on it when it's in your mouth. So like I really wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, I like the fact that they have highlight on draft. Uh, a mm. lot of theme parks don't like to put highlight on draft because it's a little higher up in the APV. Uh, what a, a, a B what, what, I think it's ABV, right? ABV, right? ABV, like I, yeah. I mumbled through it. I wasn't confident. I said the right one there. Um, it passed my ear check, uh, but beer snobs yeah. everywhere probably yelled. But so I like that highlights on draft there. Um, and they also got big ass fans, so it definitely cools the uh, the air there. Are you guys familiar with big ass fans? Oh yeah, yeah, big ass. Okay. Fan, I, uh, they they the my first exposure to them in name was when we were in line for voyage actually when we went to 
holiday world because they've got them in the, at least in their basement area. I yeah. Can't remember if they're up top as well. Any park that uh, has fans in their station, uh, you should switch them out for big ass fans because man, they make a ton of a difference. Um, Kraken, when it did its unleash thing, the project manager was like, I'm going to include big ass fans in this project. So that was by far the best part of Kraken VR is included in the CapEx was a bunch of new big ass fans for every Q house in that, on that ride. Uh, and the station and man, like we were wearing jackets during the summer because you could get that wind whipping with those big ass fans that it gave you a breeze and you needed a jacket. Big fan of big ass fans. Big fan of big ass fan of big ass fans. That, big yeah, big I ass am fans. a big ass Don't fan of big ass fans. <laughs> Is there any more ways we can go with that? Um, no. no, maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, any, any closing thoughts on SeaWorld by anybody? Um, we didn't mention the, what I also think is a great bar. Cause we, they have the trifecta of good bars. Uh, we mentioned sharks bar and the restaurant, but the bar, you don't necessarily go to the restaurant to go to the bar, um, glacier bar. And then the third one I would like to, uh, mention is, um, Flamecraft bar. They've got several beers on draft that they got pretty solid bartenders there. Um, and also the old, uh, beer school back in, uh, next to Infinity Falls at Waterway Grill, they have probably like 10 to 12 beers on draft up there too, um, which is nice. And Waterway Grill's restaurants sometimes have specials, which are well-liked menu items from the Food and Wine Festival that has recently ended. They will also have like special items from that, which I think is neat. But it'll be like in entree form instead of like sample size. Uh, so for a while they had the Hawaiian steak there that was like a, a a small sample size, but then they had like a full platter of it, and I thought that was nice. So that's a that's a cool touch there, and also that one has plenty of seating and is great AC all inside. I actually I do have one question I just thought of, and it's way late for it. Um, does Kraken ever still run Mist in their tunnel? Uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> um, the I, waterfall... I've seen videos and footage of it before, but yeah, I didn't know if that was still a thing. Uh, the waterfalls have been turned off for a while, uh, and then the mist was running for a while, and then I haven't seen the mist again since then. Kraken also doesn't have its eels anymore. They removed them. Damn. Uh, yeah, so the eels... Because now Kraken's an octopus. Kraken used to be an eel, but now Kraken's an octopus. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, so they got rid of all the eel theme. It's also weird because it's been painted now, and, like, I worked it, it was teal, and now it's green. Um, Yeah, SeaWorld's great. Love SeaWorld. I, love, I, I do love SeaWorld. It's at a sad place right now, uh, in my opinion, but I mm-hmm. also think, as a whole, I think a lot of the industry is at a sad place right now. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, a lot of rides are being operated to a standard procedure that is made by like corporate overlords rather than paying attention to how each ride should be operated. And so I think that yep. is problem number one. I think guests are terrible. And so guests now are really mean to employees and feel entitled to do whatever they want, say whatever they want, pull their phone out and film whatever they want. Uh, so they can get their perfect TikTok and don't care if that violates everyone else's experience at a theme park. 
Uh, so I think that's number two. Um, and everything's just really expensive now. Um, and you've got parks. surcharge and yeah, the oh. parks are trying to figure out if they can charge $4 and 50 cents for a Coke and then also add a 5% surcharge hidden fee and see if you'll notice. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. And also at least now, most of them are on the menu. Um, before some of them were just randomly hidden somewhere on like a sticker that was like just on there. I'll, I'll shoot you pictures at some point of <laughs> The SeaWorld ones where they were hiding the 5% surcharge on octopus legs. Oh, gosh. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, so it's not great, but they are building cool rides. So I think everyone in the industry sort of gives them a pass because they keep building. But there's a lot that I think they should improve upon and can improve upon. And uh, I'd like them to because that used to be one of my favorite places to go. I would go every night I could during the summer and enjoy the BOGO beers and enjoy the fireworks and have a great time. And now if I want to buy the same amount of beers, it's like $27. It used to be nine. Yeah. $9 to get me two beers. Now 27 gets me two. Like, (laughs) yeah. We believe in you. SeaWorld. Turn it around now. Turn it around. Start by taking away the $5 surcharge. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, next stop on the road trip. We are, um, I think we're going to go to Magic Kingdom, Jeff. I think we're going to start our Disney World. It's going to be a good time. Yep. So we are, uh, you know, just chilling here in Orlando for probably the next six months or so. Are you guys Um, staying with me? You guys want to stay with me for this? Like, you can, I have a guest room. If you guys want a spoon, you can stay in my guest room. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can, (laughs) we're down for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It beats flying back and forth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll be highlighting that and uh, diving into Disney World. It'll be a good time. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Craig from the Patreon. Thank you for joining. Uh, if you are interested in having access to our off-topic show for three dollars a month, you can get access to. I think we're recording our third off-topic show, so you get access to that. Pretty cool. We usually just talk about roller coasters there. It's gonna that be seems very off-topic. Yeah. Uh, I personally prefer the uh, Coaster Cuzzy's OnlyFans account. Um, yes. I think that's a great way to support the show. Yeah, yeah. Just um, yeah, at Coaster Cuzzy's in your OnlyFans. Go check it out. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> and um, yeah, any, any anywhere else you can find us on TikTok, uh, Twitter, threads, whatever. Go to solo.to slash Coaster Cuzzy's on pretty much every social media. We're on there. Uh Really close to hitting 50k on TikTok, um, so go support that if you haven't already. You could be our 50th k follower. I can't. I don't have TikTok. You, well, that's why you could be. That's the potential is there. You, the potential is there. No, As we'll get, to, somebody a, you we'll get to a T-shirt for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was the coaster cousin's 50th thousand subscriber on TikTok. And all I got was and this all T-shirt. I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> that could be arranged. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening, Drew. Thank you for joining. Uh, one final yeah, plug you. for the for the in the loop place that you're uh, on the internet there. You know. Yeah. Uh, definitely check out the in the loop YouTube channel. Uh, you got legends adventures all over the place. Uh, Ranger just popped in with a couple of things. Uh, Hyde's doing his Hyde stuff. So yeah, definitely check out the in the loop uh youtube channel 
Uh, we also got an in the loop podcast. Um, yeah, I actually plugged your podcast on the in the loop show. I said that I was recording nice. this show tonight, yesterday, <laughs> um, to uh, to our audience. I'm gonna have to give it a listen tomorrow. Now, you should give every episode a listen. I do actually. That made me sound like I don't. I just didn't get to it today because I just posted this morning. I saw it. Yeah, very impressive that we uh, the the turnaround time from Legend was much more impressive than the turnaround time from Hyde. <laughs> he just uh, drops them. Yeah, he just Hi- records and pop. Yeah, uh, Hyde's usually about uh, seven or eight hours later than Legend's timeline on that one. Dang. Step your game up, Hyde. He does Play great zero. work. Um, uh, it's really funny because Hyde actually posts the show as me because I have no idea how to post the show. And yeah. Hyde doesn't know his password for our website. So <laughs> Hyde logs in under me to post the show <laughs> because I don't even know how to do it. So you, you can't tell Hyde to step up his game because I. It's all you. I, I a lot of times just have to send the file and then <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, the Interworks podcast. Uh, always good stories. Always good stories from that. Yeah. Well. Jeff, you got anything to close the show in? Uh, no, not uh, not this time. Well, I know. Um, all three of us are wearing hats. Ooh, yeah, right, guys. I don't normally wear a hat inside. I just saw this and was like, you know, I'm gonna wear this hat. These guys feel like hat guys. Yeah. I usually don't, but if I'm like going out in public or I have to, like in this case, I'm gonna be on camera, I generally throw it on because. My, my hairline is definitely receding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wore this out earlier and I was like, I, I don't, sometimes uh, bro films things that end up on TikTok, so I feel like I needed a hat. <laughs> right, yeah, the, the, the top five segments occasionally make it in there, so that's, I gotta feel like I don't look awful, at least. Or at you least awful beard. I can. Me or him? You. I didn't do anything to it. This is pure neglect. Wow, pure neglect. I guess I should stop recording. <laughs>